following is an exclusive Disruption Network production. Support for this podcast is brought to you by Joey's at 307. Joey's at 307 is the Utica area's best for Italian fine dining. Located at 307 Mohawk Street in East Utica. Enjoy a revolving dinner menu, amazing seafood dishes, classic Utica Italian dishes, lunch specials, catering, and now serving beer and wine. Call them today to reserve a table at 315 315- 864-3527. Joey's at 307. You're going to love it. Support for this podcast is brought to you by BallWash.com. Stay protected from odors and itch. The essential must-have product to keep your crotch fresh. Feeling good and smelling great throughout the day and throughout your workouts. Remember, guys, the fun doesn't have to stop in the shower. Get the funk off your junk. Use the promo code MEMBERSONLY and get 15% off all your sales. Use promo code MEMBERSONLY for 15% off. Again, that's BallWash.com. Members only for promo code for 15% off. What's up, everybody? It's Local Music Monday. We live and direct from Disruption Network Studios. You can follow along on Facebook. You can follow along on Twitch. And you can also follow along on YouTube. Thank you to my sponsors. If not for the sponsors, this podcast isn't possible. i got to give a big shout-out to Eddie Alzheimer over at EJA Moving Services. That is an incredible man, and he has a great service over there. If you're ready to move and relocate, hit up Eddie at 315-335-0516 or hit him up at ejamoving.com. You want a good meal this week? Go check out Joey's at 307. It's 307 Mohawk Street. Give him a call today for some reservations. 315-864-3527. Thank you to my friends over at Utica Coffee. Saranac Brewery, don't forget the big Mo Show. Two nights of Mo this weekend. Uh, Friday and Saturday over in the courtyard at the brewery, so make sure you get your tickets. I know the two-day passes are going quick so if you want to go both days and you want two-day passes you better hurry up and get them shout out to ballsy ballwash.com use promo code members only for a 15 percent discount big shout out to chilling with rick i'll be on his show uh, coming up this week really really soon i think it's thursday i gotta check my calendar but i think it's thursday i'll be on his show and also a new sponsor to the show and i got my guest in the house with me today my good friend michelle truitt levitt amp music series it's a summer concert series that happens at copernic park in downtown utica Every Monday, it starts at about 5.30, and you can check out levittamputica.org for more information. And it is kicking it all off next week, right? Next week. Next week is the no, big day. I'm two sorry. weeks. I'm Don't sorry. scare me. I'm sorry. Ooh, holy heck. <laughs> Listen, I didn't even know today was Monday. All right? So you can't count on me to figure out what day it is. But yeah, wow, June it's June 19th. Here. We're kicking off on Juneteenth. So we're part of that five-day. Um, I thought you were coming over here to sit. I'm sorry. That's why I wasn't ready for you. <laughs> like, all right, we're doing it. Yeah, like but, Merv Griffin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm over here, Michelle. Hi. Oh, here Hi. We go. I'm ready now. I'm ready for you. All right. So we're part of a five-day Juneteenth celebration that starts on Thursday night and it culminates all at the first love at amputica music series concert on monday i'm excited michelle you've been waving the flag for this concert series for how long now yeah we've had it for this is our seventh live season so we've technically had it for eight years it's um so the the levitt foundation is a a family foundation based out of los angeles so we are one of 33 cities now across the country that are awarded thirty thousand dollars a year to have 
10 free live concerts in our community. So it's it's kind of a it's a big deal and it's really it's nationwide. Their mission is to strengthen the social fabric of America through the power of free live music. I love it. So we take out all the barriers. You, you don't have to travel. You don't have to do hotels. There's no ticket costs. There's no, you know, expensive water and food and white claws, you know, to buy. It's um we take out all the barriers so the people have access to high caliber music. So Levitt, the Levitt family, I take it, right? Is that yep, the Levitt so the family. Levitt family, were they musicians or what, what's their background? No, actually Mortimer and Mimi Levitt. So Mortimer was um, an immigrant and his dad had this little uh, cart that he went out to Coney Island and sold little trinkets and things like that and hair clips. And Mortimer would go sometimes with his dad and they were too poor to afford the ticket prices for the venues. So Mortimer as a little kid would sit outside and he would um, just enjoy the music of what he could hear. So he dropped out of school when he was 16, which was pretty common at the time, you know, mm-hmm. back then. And he ended up getting into um, department stores. So he had a department store empire. And he had, I think, 80 different stores across the country. When he was in his 90s, he sold it. And uh, that is the money that funds the foundation. But him and uh, Mimi, Mimi worked for the Met. So she was into, or they were both into art. Oh, they had cool. very differing loves of styles of art. But they were married and they would summer up in Westport, Connecticut. So in the 1970s, Westport had um, a space that they were trying to turn into a music venue. It was kind of a, a public space that had been, you know, unloved and left behind. So they were the largest personal donation at $25,000. And the first night that they came out there of the first concert, they had named it the Levitt Pavilion. So Westport, Connecticut is the OG Levitt Pavilion, uh, just about four hours from us. So and this has been going on for 40 plus years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they have, um, he made sure that he had this like Coney Island-esque little archway put in there. And he made sure that everybody could enjoy that music for free because he had fallen in love with music at such a young age and couldn't afford it. So they have, um, I believe it's eight permanent pavilions with a couple in the works now in larger cities. So we're talking like Arlington, Texas. They're in um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. There's one in Connecticut, Los Angeles, or Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, Denver. So those are large ones that have big populations. So about I guess we're at nine years ago now. The there was they were getting a lot of calls from small to mid-sized cities and saying like, "Hey, we want this too." So the Levitt Amp program was born in 2015. So Amp stands for Amplify Music and Place, and it's for small to mid-sized cities like us in Utica. We're we're pretty much there's some that only have like a few thousand. You know, we've got Amp cities from Florida to Alaska. We have one in Hawaii this year for the first time. Wow. Up to um, Dog Mountain up in Vermont, which is a beautiful venue. Rhode Island, all over the place. Wisconsin, Kentucky. So we've got friends in all sorts of different places with all sorts of different makeups for their communities that throw concerts in conjunction with us. So they're, they're doing it all year, all over the place. It's amazing. The pavilions that are built, what's the capacity on them? Are they all different size? They're or are they all, all different much, size. Yeah. They're, um, they're, they're pretty large. Yeah. You know, They're getting thousands of people. They're getting some great Grammy Award winners, and wow. we get them too. You know, mm-hmm. But the larger ones program uh, like up to 100 things per year. They're like they're year round, they're kind of standalone. They have their own board of directors and the AMP program is a little bit um, a little bit smaller. But we have a 3-year grant. It used to be that we would have to go for this grant every year and you've been alongside with me and getting people to vote for us. They want to see that the community um, 
wants us in their in their community pretty much and that we have buy-in. Yeah. So this year is the first time that we know we have three-year funding, which is great because then we can tap into some different grants and sponsorships and opportunities that we couldn't before because we never knew we had it. We would like go voting in November and then December is the only month where, you know, Gia and I really get to lay back and relax a little bit because that was usually the voting time and we were waiting and then January hits and we're getting ready for summer already. So it's really, it's a year round effort with a tiny mighty team of uh, just a few of us. So you don't have to chase the votes anymore. We don't have to chase well, the votes. Well, for the next couple of years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's it. So we're coming up on our seventh season. We've Amazing. had 60 concerts, six zero. Yeah. We have had like tens of thousands of people who have come out to enjoy free music. We were getting um, in 2019, right before the pandemic, we were averaging about 770 people per week. And a couple of those weeks were up near eight, 900. Mm-hmm. And we had one who were having back this year, who was our largest concert at just over a thousand so that little park like one of the prerequisites for the grant is that you have to have an underutilized public space that can be activated through live music so copernic park was just like i have before and after pictures it's just amazing it's a those two streets park ave and genesee street have a very high amount of uh, vehicle traffic indeed probably like nine thousand ten thousand i think on either either street during the day But it also, Oneida Square has a really big um, pedestrian traffic. So Copernic Park had this little, like, trodden dirt path that literally was made by people walking from Park Ave to Genesee Street all day long. So that path is gone. (laughs) So we have, like, rejuvenated it. There's a couple of permanent art projects in there now. Mm -hmm. Because what we're doing, um, the Levitt Foundation is a creative placemaking funder, right? So what we're doing is creative placemaking just by having the concerts there and activating the space and bringing the joy and bringing the activity. But then also creative placemaking is how are you making that space better than when you found it. So we've gotten, there was a Centro bus um, shelter there that we did a ridership study and it wasn't highly used, so we were able to move that out. We worked with the city. The city's been a partner since day one, so they helped us get new sidewalks and they paved the road and Eagle Street and stuff, so it, it looks like it looks like a million bucks, and the grass has grown in beautifully, and it's a place for... Uh, Dietra Harvey is uh, one of my good friends, and we do a lot of projects together, and I remember we had Juneteenth last year. That was our first concert as well. It was a Monday. She texted me on a Tuesday, and she was there at the daycare doing some work, and she goes, Michelle, I just stepped out at the park, and I can still feel it. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> like, I, you know, you can feel feel the space like i don't know there's just there's joy and activity and love and collaboration and community and all those great things that resonates that feeling resonates long after the bands are gone were there other options for venues as far as we were supposed in the the very beginning the grant was for doing it at the rucker mansions on uh, rucker street in conjunction with landmarks on the front lawn there yeah Yeah. which was nice but there was some issues with um the amount of electricity you'd have to bring in to to do these things and a couple other little things but i'm so glad we landed where we landed because the audience has grown and the awareness of the concerts have grown because there is so much traffic mm-hmm. and it's almost like an unexpected little thing that pops up where people are like, oh, I'll pull over. Let me go check that out. Yeah, What's going sure. on there? And we're contributing when you're doing consistent activation of something and people know like our, our job is to make it a destination, an arts destination. And Oneida Square is a challenged neighborhood for a couple different reasons. We've got Munson Williams though, right across. They're our rain date location. Munson. Sorry, I did it. I said Munson Williams. They're just Munson now. Oh, they are. Yeah. I see. I didn't know rebrand. That. You didn't read. No. Yep. Just Munson. So there are rain date locations. So what happened to Williams? 
Nothing. It's, <laughs> the history is still there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they just rebranded a couple months ago. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, again, we're in the two census tracts that are on either side, right over, like, starting with West Utica and Cornhill are... There's um, some of the highest poverty rates. There's, you know, all of those things that needed to go into the grant. We check all the boxes. So we're able to give that. That's the beautiful thing of our audience. You've got people from the neighborhood that are able to come over by by car, by walking, by bringing strollers, by whatever, and have this space. And then you've got people coming from the suburbs and, you know, parking and coming in. So every time... Like, I, I spend a good five minutes at every concert, and I just sit back and kind of watch everything going on because that's what makes me keep going with it. That brings me joy with it is seeing people interact. And it's people that are not in your everyday social circles, you know? So right. all, all the DEIB work, EDI, DEI, whatever you want to call it, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, things that have come to the forefront in the past couple of years, my challenge to folks is that start putting that into action. It's wonderful that you've you know, read the things you've read and are getting more aware of things that are going on in the world. But the way to be around people who don't look like you, who aren't in your social circles, you already have the common denominator of that you love music, love community, love being outdoors, right? We put that all together for you to to have this amazing 360 degree experience. It is very diverse. You can have yeah. like a country act and you can see all walks of life checking out whatever sure. each and every week. It's that way. Yeah. It's amazing. What else is amazing is how many amazing artists you've had throughout the years now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like Danielle Ponder comes to mind. Oh my God. Stop. Whenever uh, I hear her name, I get goosebumps. I, I was just she, with her actually in Florida a couple weeks ago. Were you really? Yeah. Yeah. She oh my played God. on uh, Brandy Carlisle's festival that we were all working yeah. at. And, and I was like, and she kept on shouting out Rochester, New York, cause she's yeah. from Rochester. Yep. And that's amazing. I mean, she's gone on to do some amazing things. Yeah. When she um, performed with us, it was 2021. So mm-hmm. it was the concert right after COVID year. It was our comeback concert series. And it rained that night and we had to go inside of Munson. And I couldn't have picked a better artist to go inside because it's a different feel when we go in there. It's a little bit more intimate. And her voice transcends. And she was still, she left the concert that night. We, we get done usually about 9 o'clock or so, and she went back to Rochester because she had to work the next day. She worked in the public defender's office. Oh, she, wow. She's a lawyer. So she's been in the public defender's office for a long time. She's got, you know, you can look at her website and get the great story as to how her, her journey led to that. And shortly after, she quit her job and went music full time. And she has been blowing up. I have heard, I'll have on Queen Sugar, I had on Alaska Daily, like these TV shows, and all of a sudden I was like, that's a Danielle Ponder song. Like she's getting plugged into these major networks and these major things, and she is on tour everywhere, and I've seen her three times, four times now, and she gets better and better and better, and I follow her on Instagram, and you can just see the audiences growing and the likes growing, and it's just, it's amazing that we got to know her, mm-hmm. and well, you're part of the her. growth, though. Oh my gosh! It's, You're a part it's of her just, growth. It, it's just wonderful. She's great. Yeah, there's so many great acts. Uh, last year, my favorite was the Big Takeover. Yeah, those guys rock. They were fun. Yeah, they, they had they, to go inside too. They that were was inside, inside Munson, but awesome band. Yeah. And they're a big festival band. They're out playing at all the festivals all yeah. summer long. And, They've been everywhere. You know. uh, Sammy Ray and the Friends was a huge one for and us. And they're too. still blowing up. They're crazy. They. I looked out at the audience. Gia and I got up on the on the stage at the end of the night, and we're like. 
where are y'all from? There was like 20-something college kids from all over the place. We yeah. talked to a dad who was from Watertown, and he said, my daughter asked me to go to this thing. And he goes, oh, it's free? He's like, all right, I'll take the ride. And they came down. They had dinner. They went to the concert. He was like dad of the year. It was like a win-win for everybody. But it's it's pretty cool. There's people that night that came from Rochester, Ithaca. Yeah, they have you know, a huge following. They're, they're coming, yeah. you know. Uh, Samara Joy, who performed with us, mm-hmm. we found her on a little viral video on Facebook and looked into her, and she was at um, SUNY Purchase. She went to school there. And I think she was 19 or 20 at the time. She came and sang with us. She had one accompaniment, and she just won two Grammys. And she wow. is blowing up, and she's like, so, she's so young. She's maybe twenty two now. She is just, she was a lovely human, a beautiful voice, and like, look at her rise now. And you saw her for free in Utica. You know? So, what's the process of picking these artists? So, the headliner bands, we do have some. We do have a checklist. They do have to go through the foundation and get approval. So, mm-hmm. first and foremost, they've got to be professional musicians, right? Through the LA Foundation. Yeah, the okay. LA Foundation reviews and approves our headliner lineup. We okay. can we can do whatever we'd like with the the local openers, but okay. the headliners do um, go through a litany of of checklist. Mm-hmm. So, they have to have original music. They have to be professional musicians. They have to ha- go on regular tour. They have to have a web presence, you know, and they have to you know pretty much make money as artists they don't want us spending like tons of money for our nephew who's got some you know garage band going like hey we'll pay you a ton of money and get on there so they really and our lineup has to have diversity and as many senses as you can figure it so we've got you know bands that are have a lead a female lead or a male lead um they are from all sorts of different geographical backgrounds ethnicities ethnicities races um genres of music so you see our our genres are all over the place which makes it so cool and they're like they're surprising and when we like partner a a local opener with it and sometimes it's like oh you'd never think to put those two together but we're gonna have a good night you know so it's um it's really cool and levitt has everybody asked uh gabriella marcasani we call her gia she books our bands and she is wonderful at it she's been doing it for probably the last four seasons and they the bands and the agents and stuff this the levitt network is known it's a nationally known network it's it's that perfect one for those bands on the way up you know where they're it's like they're not doing big huge venues but they're growing and they could route and do a bunch of levitt so especially on a monday too because it's tough for any band to find a gig on a monday especially if they're out on tour right we we luck out like crazy because we're the only ones in the network that have uh concerts on mondays Mm -hmm. so we can get them especially we're, we're between new york and toronto and they're going out sometimes to like ohio way or they're going south like we're right there and they can pick up a monday concert and it works for our community which is really nice you know like thursdays of course we're owned by saranac thursdays for so long you don't want to mess with thursdays and then here our summer's so short everybody's going up to camp Mm -hmm. and friday saturday sunday plus we like to have a life so you know some of our, our sister cities they're doing concerts every sunday or every friday every saturday it's hard to do you know vacations and have some of that downtime to have like you know to feed your personal well-being too so yeah. mondays are an awesome start to the week like what, i love it do you guys route amongst each other throughout Absolutely. The, the sister yeah. series do you? Yep. yep especially with our good friends out in uh, woonsocket rhode island we're okay. constantly in contact with her so like John's a four-hour ride or so yeah yeah that's it straight like easy there's one in uh, there's a Levitt in Trenton. Mm-hmm. There's one now in Delaware and Maryland and uh, West Virginia, which is really close to the Maryland one. So all on the East Coast, we we lock in. So are we and the Westport, only one in New York? 
We're the only one in New York. That's awesome. Yeah, we're yeah. really good. There's three in Wisconsin and three in Kentucky. A lot of the other states just have one kind of spot, uh, splattered about. But yeah, we're the only ones in New York State to have this. Then is national funding. National bands, high caliber music, like it's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. I love it. It is a big deal. And yeah. you can tell it's a big deal when you go down there and just see the crowd and people are into it. And, you know, a lot of times in Utica has that mentality where it's like, oh, if I don't know who they are, I'm not going to go. But it's not like that on Monday. They just know there's going to be free music. There's going to be highly entertained. Yeah. And they're just going to go and show up no matter who's playing. And try it out, people. Right. Like it's free. What do you got to lose? I'm always telling the audience that. Like even if you don't think you like bluegrass – have a curiosity about bluegrass and come check it out because it's free, yeah. right? And people around you are going to like it. It's about the vibe. It's about being like amongst community and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like hip hop, you know, we've got the uh, the B-Twins coming back this year. So they're the fusion of instrumental and hip hop and pop and like energy. They're just, they're, they're ridiculous. Even if you don't like hip hop, you're going to love that because they put that cool twist on it. You know, yeah. funky dogs are coming. So they're doing some of the popular music and funk and soul, but with horns, you know, like just come have a good time. It's just also like we need well-being, right? Like we keep going back to that. It's after the pandemic. I think we were one of the first, if not the only one maybe to come back that summer after 2020 and be a space, be a public space where we could spread out a little bit and you can start getting back into public life if you were ready for it, right? Mm-hmm. So we took that responsibility very, very hugely in 2021 that we were bringing public life back to people and putting musicians back on the stage. It was a weird time. Yeah. It was a weird time. Up until two weeks prior to our opening, like about this time, we were ready to, you see all those... Um, Parks that were doing the chalked out circles or squares and gritting out their space so that everybody had their own little like chalk pod thing on the four lawn. Four by four box or whatever. Man, I measured that park upside downside, figured out exactly how many people we could have there. There were so <laughs> many things we didn't know that we could do. And then the mask mandates and things were lifted like two weeks prior to our start date. So we're like, all right. And we just like made the soft message to say like, it's okay to come back if you're ready. You could sit far away from people. We had, you know, there's a lot of room to spread out and people needed it. And it was, mm-hmm. it was lovely. It, yeah. it was a great, um, it was a great responsibility to be had. It was a great honor that we had to, to be able to bring live music back to people. It took a while for the whole concert industry to come back as a whole. And I think this it is did. the year that it's really going to be back full speed again. Yeah, I feel Even it. last I year, even last year was like a down year for, yeah. talked to all my promoter buddies and bands that I'm friends with. And just everybody had a down year last year. Yeah. And they, obviously 21. Nobody was really doing much in 21. So I think this is the year, you know, as summer gets going. Time will tell. Like, that's another part of our grant is, uh, you know, we have this all the things behind the scenes. People are like, oh, why do you get to do this and pick the bands? I want to pick the bands. I was like, you know, all the other things that have to be done outside of here. Are you kidding me? So there's, um, you know, grant reporting that we have to do, and we have to take crowd counts a couple times a night at every concert. So we have, like, you know, we've got data that goes back. We have data showing how much of economic impact our um, concerts have for downtown Utica in particular, putting about $23,000 back into downtown Utica Weekly. where we're paying for printing for the season. For season. Yeah. Where we're paying for, um, hotels, food. Our bands are eating here. Our bands are staying here and we're putting that into our budget. We're buying our t-shirts locally. We're buying our printing, like all of that stuff. So about $23,000 back into, and you know, it's, you know, with concerts, like bands are, it's expensive to bring them in. And as we keep going and keep growing, it gets pricier and pricier. It's so getting more expensive. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. And a lot of them need um, the, the instruments and they need their back line and stuff like that because they're not traveling with it or it's a little more difficult. So it's, um, 
it's a lot. It's a lot to throw these things in. Ten weeks is um, it's a lot. It's it is. a lot on the team, too. I want to back up, though, and talk about how do you figure out how many people are there in attendance? I mean, are you out there counting every yeah. person? Yeah. We, really? We do crowd counts twice twice a, twice a week. Is Car- that Car- Caroline Williams is, is pretty darn good at it. But I was usually just going to ask a designated job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a designated volunteer job. So we have two people that will count. And then they'll meet up with each other and say, "What'd you get? What'd you get?" And ironically, they're pretty they're pretty similar, and we kind of take an average. Wow. So yeah, twenty twenty one though we were down. Twenty twenty two we were like only slightly up. But what we saw twenty twenty one like the families weren't coming back and the kids weren't out so much. The kids came back. The families came back last year. So like you said, I think this year is going to be the. I think people's comfort levels are are ready to go. We have a lot of stuff and activation at the park too for the kids. You know, they get to do some art, and uh, we've got a couple people who are dedicated to doing the kids' art circle this year. So the kids are there, and they're getting all the creative fields at once. Right? They're listening to music and being exposed to great things and beats and lyrics and people who look different than them. Right? All those great things, and then they're sitting there making art. We've got Dave Mentis and Tiana Guzman, who are local artists, who are going to be taking that over and making great experiences for the kids. And then uh, Malik Johnson, Leaky14, he's on our team this year. He is a wonderful hip-hop artist and a wonderful human being. He's a fifth-grade teacher at the Utica Academy of Science. So he's going to be working with us programming our youth intermission acts. And we're also going to try, I, I tried really hard to do this last year, but we just ran out of resources and time, but I'm going to have an old-school school station for the kids. So they'll go over and learn from somebody. So they'll have the art, and then they'll come over and learn things like cursive handwriting, <laughs> Roman numerals. Um, that, which is great. I love clocks, this. Yeah. Right? Like how to write a check. We're thinking about how to write thank you cards and address envelopes. Like things I'm seeing with students that I teach throughout the year that, you know, they're in high school. And I was like, all right, let's do thank you cards. And they're like, how do you address that? <laughs> so we're going to do things like that with the kids at another station uh, throughout the summer, which will be kind of cool. Cursive writing is a thing that in the past now. Huh? I love it. No. Oh, my gosh. Nobody writes in cursive. I anymore. taught my kid. I was like, no kid of mine will not know how to write cursive handwriting. He's got beautiful <laughs> handwriting. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I want to throw a big shout out to our boy, Joe Finelli. Come on. We like, have to throw him a big shout out. Because he is the best. We couldn't do it without him. Yeah. And you know what? And Joe, Elliot. Joe is Joe and his whole team are so into it and we bring them a lot of stuff, you know, and they buy into the community element of it, you know, so they are, while they're switching over the stage and doing the multitude of things that they have to do every night, they are making sure that our young artists who are performing on Eagle Street have the best experience. And, you know, Joe loves to work with up-and-coming artists to, so that they work with a professional sound crew, mm-hmm. right? They're working with us as professional producers. I'm in marketing during the day. You know, Gia is booking bands and just getting amazing at it. So all of those professional skills, these kids are, are getting that experience, right? And Joe is right there with us. He is like a partner through and through, and I can't say enough about him. You can't get more pro than Joe Finelli. You can't get more pro than Joe Finelli. See, I like, I like that. that. I like yeah. that tag. Put that on his, <laughs> on his tent there. I love it. Uh, he's the hardest working man in, in the industry. Truly. He really is. Yep. Like when he's doing Levitt, he's also doing five other gigs at the same time too. Right. And you don't even know it because yep. there's like five of him. And <laughs> you can you can see his way of his way of doing business, his way of mentoring the younger folks who are working with him and mm-hmm. his team. All of them are 
like I don't know if it's the Finelli brand or what it is, but everybody learns the same way, and they are so artist friendly, and they will bend over backwards to make sure the artist is happy with what's going on on stage. You know, mm-hmm. so he he loves the artist, and he loves the the venue, the space, the things that we're doing, the community, and it's it's really something special that we all work yeah. on together. The song guy never gets any love, so you got to give some love to the song guy, right? I always say you can't. He always gets all shy. I was like, let's hear it for Finelli. He's like, Phew. yeah, he doesn't want the attention. But you know, I always say you can't get down without the sound, right? You can't get down without the sound. So and thank you to Joe Finelli for all he does. I mean, he's I could call him right now and be like, dude, I need something tonight, and he will show up and Darn like right do it for me. You know, so yep. he's he's such a good soul. We're lucky yeah. we got him. Let's talk lineup this year because you got a pretty good lineup i know you've yes. got some fun things happening this year let's talk lineup. it is so exciting so juneteenth that kicks off what do you got going on juneteenth so this was a hard one to fill because we had a certain number of bands we were looking at and just things weren't working out for routing and whatnot i ended up looking at the uh Levitamp ocala in florida uh their lineup and they had this band on there that was from harlem And I'm like, they sound amazing. So they are the Harlem Gospel Travelers. They are going to be opening for us. They're three young guys. And it is gospel R&B. I get goosebumps talking about this stuff. They met um, at an after-school program for youth when they were kids. It was gospel for teens. And they met through there. And when they aged out, they, you know, how it goes, they met somebody who met somebody who got into the studio. So they started um, pretty relatively soon like not too long ago but they are like a throwback retro vintage sound of like gospel and r&b from the 60s and 70s oh yeah and that is i think our community is really really gonna love them we got a couple cool intermission acts that leaky's working on and then amos donnell is gonna open for them which is great what i love about amos is that he's just he's producing these pop-up things and these karaoke nights over at bag square group brewing company and he loves bringing the community together to love each other and love things through music and just being in the same place together he's so, a beautiful man he is so he nice is. and so kid. talented I, yep. lo- I love like all the music that he plays i'm a 90s hip-hop and r&b kind of girl you know so it's right up my alley he's bringing some musicians with him so it'll have a little bit of like depth and whatnot to it so we're excited to have them open awesome yeah so that's juneteenth june 19th i have like uh i've been doing lots of research on the bands and like we were talking off air before like we like to find those little nuggets of interesting information on like a odd podcast they did a few years ago you know so we do a deep dive and really listen into the bands to see who who we might want to connect them with mm-hmm. so second night which is june 26 this is our boy coming back who had the the biggest um, audience for us so Brandon Niederauer, they call him Taz. He's now 20 years old. He came to us when he was 16 years old, and he has been playing the guitar since he was eight. And he is like dubbed the like Jimi Hendrix, right? The next Jimi Hendrix. He is a ferocious guitar player. We had a thousand people at the concert in 2019. If you didn't see him, like now's the time to see him. Don't let him pass you by twice because that's just crazy. He does. He's like that triple threat kind of uh, kiddo. So he plays music. He sings. He's been on Broadway. He was in School of Rock, the musical. Mm -hmm. And he was on like Ellen DeGeneres when he was 10. He's been on Good Morning America, The View, like all the things. He's just, um, and he's a lovely kid. And Mm -hmm. last time his dad came with him and they're a great family. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's just this teenager with this, phenomenal ridiculous talent but yeah. I, I i he struck me as 
very humble, quiet, cool, and just crushes it on stage. He's doing so big things. Just don't don't mess around and miss that one. Yeah. Because you will kick yourself. <laughs> I seen you know? him last year at Jazz Fest in New Orleans. Yeah. And he was all over the place. Like everybody had him come up and play with him. And yeah. like you said, he's only twenty years old. Yeah. So last year he's nineteen mean, years old. They were having like this nineteen year old kid like I'm talking like Ivan Neville and like the Neville brothers having yep. them come up. Those, hey, yeah. there's Taz. Come on, Taz. Yeah. Come on up here and play. And like that's amazing. At, at 1920. He you know? played with um, Almond Brothers, Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. He played with Slash. He's like played with. He's played with the big ones. Yeah. And he's just. Uh, he's he's just so cool. I'm so glad that was our last slot that we had to fill. And Gia and I were like, ah, let's reach out. And typically we don't repeat headliner acts because there's just so many. And we want to, like, diversify the genres and things like that. So typically we don't do that. But we have two this year, actually, that we're bringing back because of the talent, because of, you know, the routing and the availability, but also because of the reaction that our audience had to them. So Taz is the first one. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Wolf will be opening for him, which oh, I think dude. is, like, that's a lineup. That's, yeah. that's going to be a really good night. Um, Jimmy played with us a handful of years ago, and he played in our TV show during the the covid year when we didn't have a live concert series so he is definitely a friend to love it so that'll be a really good night um going on to july 10th we're not going to do a concert the july 4th week because we just found like everybody you know do your thing july 4th on like a tuesday right yeah i think the, so yeah, yeah the third, so. everybody's going to be gone yeah. and enjoying their, makes their sense. time so and that gives us a nice little break too because yeah. it's a lot to even to get to opening night so joe samba who we're bringing reggae we haven't had reggae in a really really long time and our, our community loves reggae yeah, and it's not do. something you get to hear a lot so joe is originally from massachusetts he is his voice is just like power butter like it's just so good it draws you in and he um went to during covid he moved to key west and he's like well hell if everything goes and you know shit hits the fan at least i'll have a corona and my music and he spent time down there and then he came back up to the northeast with his fiance and he's got a new baby so he is um he'll be doing reggae he his um album in 2019 reached the number one on the Billboard reggae album um, wow. list, which was cool and had over 2 million streams. So he's um, I, he's probably one I'm most excited for because I, I haven't heard him live yet, and I think he's going to be great. And he also, I was reading a little bit about him last night, and he talks openly about mental health and about depression that he went through after the pandemic, and he works that into his music. So some of his reggae songs, reggae is usually like really happy and like go lucky, you know. Oh, yeah. He works his, you know, some of that into it so there's a little bit maybe darker side to some of the reggae songs that he does but i like his quote he said like i want to let people know everyone feels shitty from time to time you know <laughs> i think that's a great quote and i work for ICAN during the day we've got this great mental health stigma um campaign going on and we're using listen it's liz from kiss fm and nazi and our friend al Morrow, who's a mma fighter and there are mental health ambassadors like going out and talking about like you know, mental health, everybody has it every day. Like, it's all right to not feel good for a day, you know? So I'm right in the mental health realm and, and learning that about Joe Samba was really cool. So hopefully I can as a sponsor and hopefully we can, you know, do some cool things that night with um, mental health, music, you know, music brings a lot of people out of a lot of, you know, it's your sad best friend. places. Yeah, yeah. You said that that's in my head always. Music is my best friend. Yeah. And yeah, I love that. 
uh, the old main is going to be opening for Joe Samba. Oh, that's so that's one of those combo. like, yeah, you've got some Americana and, you know, folk and opening up for reggae. That's going to be nice. Uh, I think the old main, this might be the third time they're playing with us, but they're always a favorite. Great yeah. guys, like consistent, really, really fantastic. So we're excited to bring them back. Love those boys. Then July 17th, we've got the Funky Dogs Brass Band coming over from Connecticut. A couple of the guys were in when you had Sophista Funk yep. at the Stanley, which was a crazy, amazing, awesome night. Like, yeah, thank, you, thank you again for that. It was yeah, it was beautiful. fun. It was a fun night. And their horn section goes and plays all over the place. They'll tuck in with Sammy Ray and the Friends, or they'll be with, um, you know... Uh, Dispatch they played for they'll sell out they'll be in sold out Madison Square Garden things like their their horn section really is is moving and shaking all over the place so they're right down the road in Connecticut and coming at us so they do like funk soul they do today's top hits you know with that brass twist so we always like try to have a brass band of some sort you know we've had brass bands straight from New Orleans and those are always a crowd pleaser and I, I love the like the depth of a brass band you know there's just so many instruments and sound layers and things like that and it's it's just joy. It's it's really cool. Tommy rips on the sax. Tommy yeah. also plays in Sophista Funk usually. Yes. Like he's, yeah. I, I would say he's a part time player with those guys because yep. he lives in Connecticut, but he's with them a lot. Yeah, he shreds. He was so good that yeah. one night. He shreds. I love it. I love when they pop in with each other too. Funky dogs play with them. Um, Pigeons playing ping pong too. They mm-hmm. were like kind of on my hit list for for love it. I'd, I'd love Pigeons? to. Uh, yeah, oh, cool. I'd love to have them one day. Um, and opening for them, we got Handsome Bob. Oh, cool. So, like, if you've been to a Handsome Bob concert, like, you know, you right? Know. They're, they're going to bring it. But <laughs> it's what high I, energy. What I love about them, and so this is something that, you know, Gia and I always look at when booking the bands. There's, there's a lot of great local musicians. A lot of them have played Love It, right? But we really gravitate to the ones that believe in the work we're doing beyond the music. Mm-hmm. The music is the vehicle, the talent we put on stage. It's a no-brainer. It's high caliber. It's awesome. That we're professional. But if they are there, like, they stay you know, and they like they're partnering with us and liking our stuff. Like AJ is always on it, just like being thankful and sharing our stuff out. And they are supportive of other artists as well in the community. Like we look for that stuff. We look for like what the story is, you know. And if you're supporting other people, it's like we look for that collaboration and that you know ex- excitement for just living the music life and living community life. So a- AJ Bates is a great ambassador for Utica. Yep, for, he, for Utica, for music, for, for music, good things. But he loves this city so much, and mm-hmm. he'll even tell you, and who knows, maybe one day he'll be a future mayor. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell him that all the time, like, you're going to be mayor of this town <laughs> one day. He, no, no, I don't want to be. You, you know, they came to, we had our Love It lineup launch, our, our, our lineup launch for the season a couple weeks ago, and he came, and him and um, Chris Perez came. Chris Perez, like, threw down some nice music. We had Amos singing. Uh, Stephen Phillips, who's another opener, came in from Syracuse, and they were all popping up on stage singing. And Chris threw down some really cool, like, um, oh, R&B talented. and all this stuff. What a sweet guy. But you know what? They show up. You know, they come. They are part of our, like, they're part of our Love It family. And I literally went up to AJ and reintroduced myself because I didn't recognize him. He shaved his mustache, <laughs> and I didn't even know who he was. And I'm like, hi, I'm Michelle. He's like, yeah, I used to have a mustache. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> It was so funny. <laughs> but I, I love that, that they, they 
they uh, that they come. So Funky Dogs and Handsome Bob on the 17th. That's a great combo. You know, Handsome Bob is That's one of the... That's going to be a good one. See, what happened before COVID, there wasn't like a lot of bands. There was the same old, same old bands locally. But I, I feel like after COVID, all these new bands have popped up. And Handsome Bob being mm-hmm. one of them. And uh, right now, they're just one of the hottest local acts. Yeah, they they're are. super That's cool. I can't wait for them. I love them. Um, what are we at? July 24th. So we have Nefresh Mountain Band, Bluegrass. It's a husband and wife. We have actually two husband and wife teams coming. One is blues and one is bluegrass. So these folks, I, w- I was reading a little bit more in depth last night. And what I love is that in 2018, they traveled to Eastern Europe. They went to Poland, Ukraine. Um, they have ancestors who were who lost who were lost in the Holocaust. So they tapped into their Jewish American heritage and are writing a lot and bringing that in. They sing in Hebrew. They um, dedicate a lot of their songs to those relatives they lost in the Holocaust. They have um, they have a song called Tree of Life that was made after the 2018 mass shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. So it's a beautiful song. And, you know, that's one thing. Like, bluegrass isn't, like, my go-to personally. People love bluegrass around here. But that's the thing. Like, even if you don't think you're going to like it, try it out anyway. I was listening to it for quite a bit last night while I was researching. And her voice, like, both of their voices are just, like, sweet and I, I I transcend and think about like how they're going to sound at the park on that night of their performance, and it's going to be really really beautiful. So that's one. Um, you know, don't miss out on bluegrass either. You yeah, know, like fun. definitely check them out. And then opening for them is uh, Otis Monk. So you you know them right? Yeah, they've been around for a minute. They've uh, been around Kent, for a minute, right? My buddy Kent Rasmussen. Yep. I know He's Kent and George uh, personally in it, and there's a, a whole bunch of other guys. So they are, you know, they, it's it's funny when we get the bios, and I was like, "What do you guys do?" And we need to talk about you, you know. And there was like all these great words in there. So like original American band, improvisational psychedelic progressive rock, you know, all that kind of stuff. I personally haven't heard them live yet, but I've heard really good things, and. Um, Kent's uh, partner, Kristen, works at ICANN with me, so that's kind of how we made that awesome connection. And that's how it works, right? That's how it works. Good people. So I am very excited to have them uh, opening for Nefresh, which is going to be great. And then we get to uh, July 31st, last one in July, we have B-Twins coming back. So they were, like, everybody who made that concert last year was so psyched, and the ones who missed it were so pissed (laughs) because they saw the pictures and stuff after. So these guys, they're uh, Brazilian twins. They're in their early 30s. They grew up in Rio de Janeiro. They had, um, there was something where they came up to Iowa for a performance or whatnot, and they connected with someone. They went to college in Iowa, so now they live in the States, and they travel all over the place. They were doing some beautiful things during COVID and they were going to uh, cul-de-sacs or, you know, senior living facilities and stuff. And they were bringing joy and music to people during that, that really difficult time. So they, um, they came, they do that, you know, awesome fusion of instrumental hip hop, pop, violin, ukulele, it's ridiculous. They they come off a stage. They come into the audience. They've got like you know kind of not full pyrotechnics, but they've got some things on the stage, you know. So they really really put on a show, and they made sure like this again is always. We all talk, right? 33 cities booking all these bands, and we all talk. So when we have a headliner band that comes in, and they come in for their sound check, and then we give them you know some money for their cash buyout, and they go eat and relax, and they come back for their performance. These guys left quickly. 
Godras came back and they went through the audience and they were talking with people and taking selfies. The Children's Museum, Mobile Museum was there and they went over and wanted to know all about it and like wanted to know more about our community and talk to the people. And that right there, I'm like, we're on the phone talking to other Levitt cities and we're like, look, this is what they do. Like, you got to do it. They're just, they're phenomenal. Adam Ezra Group was another one like that where they, you know, they wanted to know everything about us and they came down and got the community together at the end of the night and like everybody sang collectively. It was beautiful. Adam's so. a beautiful soul. But um, do they, oh, have, the, the two B's, do they have a full band? They have just them. It's just the two but of them. But they've got, you know, some music and stuff going behind them. It's gotcha. like, it's a whole seamless show. They yeah, just yeah. like throw it. But they're wonderful. And then opening for them is Stephen Phillips. Have you heard him? Have you heard his name? Because now you I've need heard to hear his, his name. I've heard his name. I haven't seen him. You know where we met him was opening for Danielle Ponder at Funkin' Waffles out in Syracuse. Okay. And we're like, you know, this kid comes up and he looks like, you know, kind of a kid from the suburbs. I think he literally had on khaki pants that night or something. And we're like, all right, what's this going to be like? And he played, he's a multi-instrumental player. He was all over that stage. And he started singing. And all of my four girlfriends, we were like, what the actual hell? He's got this, like, soulful R&B, like, just groove thing. So he's a solo act, which is also something we normally don't put on stage because the it's a big venue to fill you know but he is gonna kill it and again he came out for our lineup launch and he met the other openers that were there and he's so excited i think he's about 24 so we were like momming him and like you can you know is he from syracuse um i don't know if he's originally from syracuse but he lives there now he's just like a couple blocks from funkin waffles so he's um he's playing there uh soon maybe this weekend or next weekend so i um he's just really he's joy and i think the utica community will really like him so that's stephen phillips and then we've got a band coming up on august 7th it's tay and the neighborly so they're based out of wisconsin and tay herself has been singing um since 2012 so she's going on many years the band she met so it was a covid meetup and they were all living in the same building and they all like to bake and they were going from door to door like borrowing cups of sugar and stuff like that like literally and then realized that they were all kind of musicians so tay and the neighborly is kind of a new project their um lp i think is coming out very soon it says summer 2023 so you've got this girl she's this tiny beautiful thing with this voice it's like deep and raspy and like buttery and you've got these great musicians with it so they're going to be kind of like that young pop they're, they're they uh designate their sound as soul pop okay and um really nice she's got a really really cool voice so they got a lot of tiktok followers you know so i'm hoping it's kind of a equivalent of sammy ray and the friends where we get a lot of college kids and you know those 20 somethings out because they seem to be super popular with that crew and then miss jess novak is coming back to uh, open jess is crushing yeah it was jess just with her considered actually. we were we we're talking with her and with um sydney irvin a little bit mm-hmm. with the caliber and the um the point that they're at in their careers, I think they could really be considered to be headliners in the Levitt circuit, and we'd love to introduce other communities to their sound. So we're going to try really hard to get some good footage and talk to our friends in other cities to get them, you know, on tour in the Levitt circuit, which would be cool. Is Jess coming solo, or is she bringing Ben? She's with bringing her? the whole band. So. Oh, the whole band. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So Jess. Um, I saw her for the first time at the um, what is it called? It used to be the Palace Theater in Hamilton. It's called. Uh, what is it called? Uh, for, for the arts, something for the arts. I did the yeah, logo. I, I can't remember it. 
Uh-oh. We'll think of it. It's but a great spot, though. The Old Palace Theater. And she played this fundraiser, and she was there dressed in one way at the beginning, playing piano, doing cocktail hour. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Like, great voice. And then she went and changed and came up with the band and was rocking the place out. Yeah. So I was like, I need to know more about this girl. Because when you can be a chameleon like that and do, like, all the things... But she is ridiculous. She's a new mom, too, which is pretty cool. I hope she brings baby. I always love seeing kids and pets and stuff like that that the bands bring. So Jess will be open up for Tay in the Neighborly. Then we've got, um, we always have a Latin night. So we, um, we're we having some trouble actually finding a Latin band to fit into the schedule this year. And the national touring band for Leva is a, is a Latin band, but it didn't work out where we could get them here. But these guys, uh, Battle of Santiago, they are coming from Toronto. So they're Afro, Afro-Cuban sound. They've got some rap. They remind me a little bit of like the Fugees. You know, you've got like singing and the, the layers of music and a you know rap interlude and stuff like that. So I'm super looking forward to them. They're a pretty big band. I didn't know that Toronto had, it's like the largest Cuban, ex- Cuban expat communities in the world. There's, oh, wow. there's a ton of Cuban people there in Toronto. So they have like that Toronto feel and they're like really pulling from ancient um, Afro-Cuban sounds and music and stuff. So they are going to be danceable, super fun, you know. At Levitt, I love where Eagle Street, we shut the street down for the night and it becomes the dance floor. Yeah. And everybody is dancing. It's just like, it's a it's a phenomenal thing. The, the music musicians in the stage are up a little bit into sales parking lot. So it's a really cool venue. There's not like a bad seat in the place, you know. But yeah. That's going to be ready to dance. I'm surprised Toronto has a big Cuban population. Can you, I you would think didn't they would want to go nowhere near Canada. Why? Because it's because so cold, yeah. yeah. I love the snow. Why, there's super nice people and there's beautiful snow. <laughs> Everybody is super nice in Canada. I know, right? So I'm, uh, I'm super excited about them. And opening for them is a band called Trump Tight 315. And tr- Trump Tight is um, a card term for uh, yeah, yeah. spades, right? So they were coming. Uh, Robbie Dancy brought them in all the time for Juneteenth for her event that she had. So I first met them there. Gia helped book uh, a couple things at Munson a couple years ago, and they she booked them there, and they had a phenomenal show. So this is another um, husband-wife team, and they are powerful. It's like some of that good old soul music. It's R&B. Um, really great sound. So I'm excited. I saw on Facebook that they had... Um, gone down south for a little bit. I was like, no, not before you get to book Levitt. So they're up here and we got them coming in. And August 14th, August 21st, sorry, we've got um, Aaron Harp and the Delta Swingers. So we have a strong female blues singer coming in. This is another husband and wife team. And she's not just a musician. She's like a, a multi-band leader, and she is an indie label owner herself. Oh, cool. So they're really into the business of stuff. It was fun. So get this. Her dad is from Utica. Really? You got to find out a little bit more about that. Her dad wrote a book um, on, I got to find it, on stellar guitars. He wrote a book about the the guitar brand. Her mom was a graphic designer, which I'm a graphic designer, which is pretty cool. So it's just like, I love when there's a creative family and creativity creativity comes out of it. So many of these musicians, when you hear their stories, they're like, yep, my dad was in a band and he'd throw me on the stage when I was like seven. I would do this, you know? So they've been around it their whole lives. And like you said, music is your friend. Music is... It's not just a career or a job. It's like your being, right? It's like who you are. So I, I love when they've got really good in-depth backgrounds of, of where their musicianship came from. Um, I got to look more into this because I'm not a musician myself, but she's a really in-demand finger-style 
blues educator. Do you know what that is? No. I thought I thought Justin might be here and be able to uh, like help determine that. But it seems like a really like kind of intricate way of playing the guitar. And so she's an educator as well in the whole realm. So I'm excited to uh, where are they from? Bring her in. She is uh, Boston based. Boston. Yep. So they're just down the road as well. And oh, cool. Nice venue for them. And then Sydney Irving will be opening up for her. Sydney's crushing it. She is. She's 19. She's ridiculous. I always, um, she came to our, our lineup launch as well. And I love again that she shows up and I love that she came up to talk to Gia and I, and she's like, so what do you guys think I should put into the set? Like, tell me a little bit more. Like she's really careful and purposeful with knowing the venue and knowing what we're all about. And she wants to make sure she does like the best. And I love her and her, every time I see her, I was like, your social media, your website, your just brand presence overall is on point. And I really think she could also be like, she could blow up and be a national headliner as well. So we want to get her on the circuit humble sweet yeah. interesting she's always taking selfies and just wants to make sure she's remembering all of the memories so well so i i can't say enough about her she's talented as hell too very talented like the band sounds great she's ridiculous yeah so um this will be her second time playing with us which will be really neat so that'll be a good night those are powerhouse female vocalist in in one night and then our last evening this is a band that gia has been trying to get here for four freaking years she's really? like the routing's going all crazy they are sorry i keep hitting my thing they're directly from ireland they uh got together in limerick in 2010 just like on a random like jam sesh and they have traveled all over the world so they were an irish rock band called hermitage green and they were recommended to us by some of our friends out in galva um, at Levadamp Galva. So they, um, they're super exciting. One of them was a uh, international rugby player for <laughs> Ireland, which is really cool. So they're going to be touring in Ireland. They're going up to Canada, New York City, and then they're coming to us, which I'm really excited about. We've never had an Irish band before at Levadamp, so this is great. And then our friends, uh, Blarney Rebel Band, of course. Like, of course, you, you have to, have right? It, yeah. like, like, who else would it's open for an Irish band? So we're excited to have those guys back again, too. And that's that's ten weeks, man. That's awesome. That is ten weeks. That's a lot. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question though. Bringing some of these bands in from other countries, it's got to be difficult though, right? There's a bunch of hoops knock on that- wood. It's funny. I knew you would say that because we we talked about that in passing uh, a couple of times. But uh, they're them and their agents seem to be like smoothing over everything pretty well. Let's hope they again knock on wood. But you know, we'll get some backline for them so they don't have to bring a lot of things over. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they're already here. Hey, if they're already here, right. Exactly. It's nice if they're already routed and we know that they're playing somewhere else first (laughs) and coming to us and not just coming straight down. We're like, whew, so we don't have to sweat too much. Yeah, so much easier. Yeah, that's, I mean, ah, that's the lineup. My favorite part as a graphic designer is once Gia has the band together, I go get all of the assets and I get the photos and I put that first collage together. Like I'm not even making anything in particular. I just throw all the pictures together and I look at the diversity again of all the things there's female leads there's latin bands there's different genres there's younger kids there's older women you know it is like that's my one of my favorite parts of doing this work is just seeing it all come together all come together and everybody having a good time it's ridiculous yeah Yeah. are you gonna have any kind of merchandise for levitamp we did some shirts last year and we probably (laughs) my team will kill me but (laughs) we probably won't do it just because 
we're a tiny, mighty team. Yeah. So, you know, again, if anybody's out there and wants to do some volunteer work or talk to us about, you know, helping out, it's not all the glitz and glamour stuff all the time. You know, like even the putting the bands on the stage, that's the sexy part of it. But there's so much work and so much paperwork and figuring them out and working with Joe to figure what needs to go on that stage to make it the best. There's so much work, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also like somebody's got to do... The porta potties and the security and the insurance, right? And all of the marketing and negotiating all of the I do all the fundraising. We have a amazing lineup of sponsors and supporters throughout the years. We've got, you know, partners like the Community Foundation who's been there day one with us, who is still there. We could not do it without them. And then every year we get more seasoned sponsors and kind of build people up and there's different tiers. But they they come, we we bring them out, we give them a great time, we give them some mic time, we give them a, our local media gives us about I think we're closing in on like sixty six, sixty seven thousand dollars in trade media. And you know, thanks to you for coming on board. Like I don't, we said the other day, like why did we wait so long? I you can't know? believe it took us seven years to do. I this. know. It's just like kind of we were like G and I were like baby producers, like no disease, like way too smart. No. <laughs> no but no, I'm so glad because again, it's about the the love of music and community and where those things collide. Exactly. Right. The music is the freaking bonus. But it's it's about the other work that we do too. So bringing in artists. So again, if there if there's anybody out there who's really I'm very careful of who who to bring on because they've got to come on for the right reasons. Right. And they have to buy into it and love it. And uh, we'll be able to do bigger and better things as we go once we get a little bit more, um, you know, resources and bodies and stuff like that. And we just need some people to pick things up and put them down and carry carry things out from storage every night. Like it'll be 95 degrees all summer and, you know, our team's just exhausted (laughs) carrying sandwich boards and bucket seats and all that. Like it's, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. work. I watch Finelli. Like, I don't know how he does what he does. It's like it's like musical Tetris. They are the first ones there, the last ones out. There's just so much that goes into their their setup of what they do to make it so great for us. It's it's amazing. If someone's interested in volunteering, how do they get a hold of you? Reach out to me through Facebook. What we really need um, for right now, because we're starting in a couple of weeks, I need. Groups that will come from like maybe 4.30 to 5 o'clock and help us just carry things out. It only takes about half an hour. It's pretty cool. And then we'll give you like a little mic time and a thank you and stuff like that. But, you know, I just need five or six people each night to carry things out and put them back. I have a couple things in the cooker, but that's really... You know where it is. And then if you're there for the whole night and you're there at the end of the night and you want to help us carry some stuff in, jump in, like that's super helpful too. I put your Facebook yeah. link in this description Thank so, you. of Perfect. the show. So if anybody is interested, they could click on the link right through here Perfect. and get a hold of Michelle and, and the crew and help out. I don't want to work the interns too hard this year. We've got, we have six young ladies. So we have, this is our third year of the Levitine internship program. So we also use Levitamp Utica as a training ground, a creative training ground for youth. And every week at intermission, uh, that's what Leaky is helping program this year, we have a youth performer. So a lot of times they get paid $100 for 10 minutes and they're either doing, you know, they're dancing, spoken word, singing, musicians, and it's usually a couple, three songs. And they a lot of times get their first paycheck as a musician and standing ovations of five, six, seven hundred people right in front of them, right? It's a really cool venue for these kiddos to do that. And the other part of it is that we have um, Levitine interns. So we uh, put that out, and I got quite a few in this year, and we have six young ladies 
and they are going to shadow us and learn everything about production and event coordination. We go down to Nancy Ford's studio, and she does a beautiful job um, mentoring them and talking with them about how to take really great event photography. I've got a young lady uh, who's in the BOCES program. She's going to Fredonia for video, so she's going to work with us and get some video footage and do a little piece for us this year. Um, it's really cool. So they they shadow us, and we tell them all the things. Gia talks to them about how she books the bands. Joe tucks in there and talks about like exactly what is sound check, what is he looking for, what is he doing up there, you know. So they get to know everything about running a music festival. I'm really secretly hoping that the internship program <laughs> turns into a succession plan, right? <laughs> like we need people to. We could have nine more years of this. We 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 could be up for three three-year grant terms. Mm -hmm. So in nine years, I'm doing the math, like how old am I going to be? And can I carry a cooler of ice at that point, right? So we're going to need some people to buy in and, and love this thing like we do. And um, that could be maybe we find that person through the interns. Which was my next question too, is like how long do you see yourself doing this? Yeah. It's a good question, Z. Yeah. It's a good question. You go year by year. <laughs> year it's, by year, right. You know, that uh, Caroline, Gia, and I were the kind of three main folks, and we went out to L.A. Every year, the foundation brings us out to the convening, and we're with our peers all over the country, and they give us amazing resources, they, like everything we need, whether it's like sample and verbiage for um, artist contracts or whether it's uh, DEIB training, whether it's just inspirational speakers that are, are, are from just the creme de la creme of, of whatever their industries are. And we went out there and I said, like, you know, we're going to spread out. We're going to talk to people. We're going to help mentor some of the new folks. And I said, I want to talk to you guys about why we do this work and what makes you sign up again year after year, right? Because it's like collectively the three of us put in about a thousand hours. I have the whole team keep their number of hours because then even volunteers, we count how many people are there that night. You put that into your in-kind um, line item in your budget. And then at the end of the season, we can safely say we're about a quarter million dollar investment in the arts in Oneida Square. And that comes with probably about a, we're in the low 80s, like about about $84,000 it takes to throw this, which is not a lot of money to do a 10-week concert series, right? And then we've got, you know, well over probably like $150,000, $160,000 of in-kind. And that is, you know, our time, our services, our talent, the interns, volunteers, you know. The interns do get paid, but they do put a lot of extra time in as well. Nobody, um, or sorry, everybody who works in a, creative field or lends a creative talent to us, whether it's an artist, the bands themselves, it's photographers, videographers, interns, everybody gets paid at Love It Amp. Printers, t-shirt printers, um, that's one thing that we pride ourselves on. Because Excellent. as a graphic designer, I I do it because I love it. It's like with music with you, graphic design is with me. It's my best friend. It's been there for me through everything. And I still absolutely love what I do. But I also need to pay my mortgage yep. and my truck payment. <laughs> so don't just play around and do things for free, right? So we make sure that, um, especially the younger folks working with us, that they know that their talent is worth money, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Not doing anything for free. You're not doing it. <laughs> no, it's no, good. No. Unless you choose to. Yeah, that's unless cool. you choose to. Yeah. And the volunteer work, of course. Yeah. No, that's great. What you guys do is absolutely awesome, and we're very happy to be a part of it this year. So, so excited. So we got to do some cool there. stuff. You're welcome down anytime. Yeah, yeah, We'll of get course. you on the mic. We'll do some fun things. I'll do it. Do you dance? If you call that dancing, sure. <laughs> we'll, dance, we'll dance in Eagle Street. We'll have uh, we'll have some good food. We're gonna have a few more food vendors this year, which is nice. Oh. They're they're working on a couple of things. What do you got this year? 
Uh, we always have uh, Big Poppies mm -hmm. ICs and uh, Gloria's ice cream truck. We have to be careful because the um, the venue is so small that if we have a, a larger food truck with a generator, it just doesn't work because it's overwhelming. The sound is overwhelming. So our friends that eat out loud come all the time, our friends at Maine Meats. So we've got like hot dogs, hamburgers, like sausages or peppers and that type of thing, some Asian cuisine. And we've approached uh, CJ at Soul 112. I just met with him Friday and He's hoping he can come up. food over there. Listen, I was there a couple he's weeks working ago. on his, his paperwork and stuff like that. So to be a vendor, you've got to get a Utica peddler's permit from the city of Utica. And for that, you have to have your insurance and all that good stuff um, uh, lined up. So just public service announcement. <laughs> everybody's like, can I just put food out here? I'm like, no. <laughs> His food is so good. Yeah. It's the first time I had it. It was a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah, Stephanie brought me. She's like, you got to try it. You got to try it. So we went oh over God. there and oh my God, it was so he's delicious. so cool. I asked him... Uh, Again, I love hip hop, so I was like Soul One Twelve. I was like, "What's that named after?" And it was the street he grew up in. Um, I think he grew. I said he grew up in Manhattan, and I said, "Oh, it's not for uh, Room One Twelve where the players dwell." <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me. He's like, "Who are you, weirdo, weird girl?" So, <laughs> hip hop connects everybody. Nicely. <laughs> oh, you crack me up. You crack me up. But I love it. And um, the one other new one I think we're gonna get is um, she fancy boards. She used to own the compound, and she's doing cool charcuterie things now. So she's working on like some kind of handheld little uh cool charcuterie treats oh cool so yeah it'll be nice and starting at 5 30 this year instead of six so people can uh you know plan to leave work and come right down and have dinner right there for them listen to some great music and get home by 8 30 yeah. you know that's a good monday night right there it's a good yeah. way to start the week yeah absolutely right and who says there's nothing to do in this town oh my god don't make me smack you <laughs> you're right, right. <laughs> you're kidding. no you don't hear that too much anymore you don't you don't notice that i do yeah it's Man. good We've been here through the, the thick and thin, huh? Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. I remember the, the bumper sticker that said, last one to leave Utica, please turn, <laughs> turn off, off the, the lights. lights. <laughs> like, and who did that? Yeah, right. I want to know who did that. I one. saw one not too long ago. Actually, maybe maybe a few years ago now. And it said, um, I'd rather be in Utica, New York. I'm like, get the hell out of here. I was like rolling up on him at a light, like trying to take the picture. <laughs> I'm like, I love that bumper sticker. So that was promising. That was promising. That's a good one, too. But that's wonderful. Awesome. Michelle, what I what you do is wonderful, and we're so lucky to have you in our community. So oh, thank right you for you, doing this. So uh, this is going to be really a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Coming up on Juneteenth, it starts all off. Yeah. I just asked everybody to share it and bring a friend. Yeah. Like, bring, bring a, a friend. friend to have the experience. And you're going to have fun. You're, you're absolutely going to. It's a beautiful little park. And yeah. what better way to spend a summer night? And yeah. with us. Well, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you. With me, and we'll see you out at uh, 11 Amp. Starts up on Juneteenth, and it's going to be a great time. So, thank you so much. Thank um, you. I put the description of your Facebook page in this podcast. So, if anybody's interested for more information, they could click on that link. I got to give a big shout out to EJA Moving Services. Joey's at 307 Utica Coffee. My attorney, Dave Longaretta. If you need some legal advice, give him a call today. Saranac Brewery. Check out Mo. Two nights of Mo this weekend at the brewery. I'm looking forward to that. Concerts are back. They got a bunch of shows going on over there this year, too. So uh, make sure you check out our friends over at Saranac. Shout out to Ballsy, ballwatch.com. Use promo code members only for a 15% discount. And also, Chilling with Rick. I'll be on Rick's show coming up this week. So make sure you check your local listings, as they say. And so you can watch us, me and Rick, go at it. I'm sure we're going to battle a little bit, but it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. And also, of course, our. New sponsor over here, Levitt Amp Music Series, a summer concert series at Copernic Park, downtown Utica, every Monday starting at 5.30. You're the best. Yes, you're the best. Thank, Thank you, Michelle, you. for doing this. And uh, everybody else, have yourself a good day later.
Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to contribute and help with the cost of the producing this podcast, you can hit our virtual tip jar on Venmo at XYTODA. Please subscribe on all our podcast platforms. Follow, like, and subscribe all things Disruption Network on social media. And visit our website, disruptionnetwork.net. <laughs>